Love Stories, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your app software needs, BulletPad for building lists on your iPad, and also supported by donations from our listeners, folks like you. I'm Kira Van Ittersom, and my story today was written and copyrighted in 2007. Today's story is entitled, Summer's End. It was that time of year again, when the heat of the summer season was winding down, and a kind of hush was settling in with one long last cozy yawn. Crystal could almost hear the breezes whispering. She rose from her bed and looked out over the adjoining terrace. The sandy beach below was beautiful, the ocean waves gently rolling in on the feet of vacation joggers. It was peaceful and inviting. She didn't want to leave, though she knew the time had come. Glancing at her watch, time startled her back to present. She began in earnest the race to get showered, dressed, and back on the road, this time headed toward home. School would begin tomorrow, and she had preparations to complete. In no time at all, she was downstairs, checked out of the hotel, and loading her jeep. Taking one last look across the sandy beach as she drove out of the parking lot, she quickly made her way to the interstate. After what seemed like a normal and uneventful drive, broken only once by a rest area pit stop to use the facilities, she pulled into her very own driveway and started carrying her things into the house. That's when she noticed, with frightful dismay, that she had somehow misplaced her purse. She fought the inclination to panic, taking a deep breath and ordering herself to calm down. Just as she began to pace, the doorbell rang. Not now, she thought. Oh, dear. And she opened the door. Now, before I get too far into my story today, I need to break for a moment to thank a sponsor, one of the fine companies that make this show possible. This segment of Love Stories is sponsored by AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. The Japanese word judo means the gentle way. The martial art of judo got this name because it signifies maximum efficiency and mutual welfare and benefit. AppJudo follows these same principles in all of its software development projects using the best technologies and computer science principles to serve clients' needs elegantly and intelligently. AppJudo prides itself on building attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And now, let me get back to today's love story and see what's happening with Crystal. Just as she began to pace, the doorbell rang. Not now, she thought. Oh, dear. And she opened the door. Hello, are you Crystal Atwood? said the strikingly handsome young man on her doorstep. Crystal stared blankly and then nodded tentatively. My brother's girlfriend found your purse in the bathroom stall at the rest area where you must have left it hanging. We tried to call you, but we couldn't find a listing. 
Then we thought of calling the police, but somehow, well, we didn't. I mean, we were heading here anyway. We live just a couple miles down the road, so I thought I'd drive it over here for you and just take a chance that you'd be here. Crystal stood there, dumbfounded. The young man stammered on. Call me crazy, but it seemed the best way to know for sure that you'd get your stuff back. That's got to be a weird feeling, wondering about all your private information in the hands of some stranger, especially if you didn't remember where you left it. Here he paused, and the words he had just spoken had managed to reach his own ears. His eyes widened, and he resumed. Anyway, everything's here, he said, placing the purse in her hands. Your money, everything, just as it was when it was found. It's all safe and sound. Sunlight danced in his eyes, reflecting deep blue pools of sincerity that searched her face for some sign of approval. Of course, we found your license. Well, I also have to admit that I did poke around a little looking for some kind of emergency contacts, but in the end, I used the address on your license to track you here. He paused. Oh, man, I hope I'm not freaking you out. You look a little green around the gills. Are you okay? Crystal was still lost in his eyes. After a moment, she came to herself. Oh, my gosh. Until just a few minutes ago, I didn't even know my purse was missing. I just got home and started to unload the car. I was just searching for it, double-checking everything, and suddenly she stopped and groped through her purse, hoping to find her cell phone. Having no success, she said, Thank you so much for returning this to me. I must admit, I was in a near panic when I discovered it missing. I was tired from my trip, trying to remember where I left everything, including, unfortunately, my phone. Then, as quickly as she erupted, she withdrew again in silence, still gazing into the warmth of his eyes. His were locked under hers with equal fascination. Then she added, You know... I apologize for staring. It's just that I can't help feeling that I know you from someplace. Is that possible? Oh, please excuse me. I, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Mike Monterey. I'm afraid I've been away from this area for quite a while now. I'm sorry. I honestly don't recall knowing you, but like I said, it's been quite some time since I've been back here in this area. Years, actually. I see. Well, I'm really grateful for your help. Not everyone would have been this kind. I feel guilty for taking you out of your way like this. You must think I'm an idiot. I assure you this is not a normal occurrence in my life. I can't remember ever misplacing my purse before. He smiled broadly. Please, don't give it a thought. I've been known to lose a thing or two. And I inherited my mother's good conscience. So the universe took care of you on this one. Yes, certainly my good fortune. Speaking of my mother... I've got to run. She's throwing a shindig tonight, and she's sure to be waiting for me by now. Since I'm what you might call her guest of honor, I better get going. Oh, of course, she said. Don't let me keep you. Goodbye, then. Mike, right? Thank you for returning my purse. I hope you enjoy your celebration. I'm just glad I could help out. I'll get out of here now and let you get some rest. Goodbye. Thanks again, she offered as he walked across the lawn. Crystal watched as he hopped into his car and sped away. No sooner had she closed her door than her phone began to chime. Scrambling, she found it in her jacket pocket and quickly checked the caller ID. She flipped it open and said, Hey, Toby, how are you? I'm good, sugar. I heard you were off gallivanting. 
I took a chance on the slight possibility that you'd be back in town. Tell me you're here, will you? Do I detect a little desperation in that question? Oh, Crystal, you know that sweet little girl we've had working with us for the past few weeks has come down with some kind of flu, and it's bad. So she's out for our gig tonight, and there isn't time to get someone else up to speed. I need someone who can work on the fly. It's really just a dinner party, but it's for a good friend of mine. I sure don't want us to be a disappointment. It would be great to have your lovely voice there. What do you say, sugar? Oh, Toby, I wouldn't mind helping. Only you're right. I've been out of town. I just drove in from Virginia Beach, and I'm really about bushed. Honestly, I've got to get more shut-eye before I fall over. And that's not all. School starts tomorrow. I'm teaching at the university this year, and I have some last-minute things I need to go over. Tell you what, you got time to get yourself a nap and meet me over here at my place. I promise this little gig won't take more than a couple of hours. Can you do that for me, sugar? I'll pay you double the going rate. I wouldn't press, but it's really important that we make a good impression tonight. It would make a world of difference to have you there. Oh, Toby, if it was anyone else... Ah, thank you, Crystal. Seven o'clock, my place. Okay, see you then. Crystal pushed her luggage to the side of her bedroom and began to undress. As she set the alarm, she noted that she'd have almost a four-hour nap. Should be good, she thought to herself. As she lay down on her bed, the thought crossed her mind. At least now I know where my phone is. And as she drifted off, She was thinking about her lost purse, and especially the face of the man who had returned it. Now here I'm going to take another break from my story for just a moment to thank another special sponsor of my show. This segment of Love Stories is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is a great tool for writers and thinkers, featuring a simple but powerful toolbar above the keyboard to help you navigate your text with arrow keys and to change the indent of your bullet points. Use drag and drop to move your bullet points anywhere in the list. Use the zoom in feature to drill down on any section of your list or use Zoom Out to get the big picture view. BulletPad is available now for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. Now again, let's get back to our love story and see what happens next with Crystal Atwood. As she was drifting off to sleep, Crystal was thinking about her lost purse and especially the face of the man who had returned it. At five minutes to seven, Crystal knocked on Toby's door. Toby opened the door and greeted her with a glad smile. Hi, sugar. Thanks again. You're really saving our gig. It's a standard set. You already know all the songs, but let's get started. We'll run through your solos until you're comfortable, and the rest will work itself out just fine. We sure are lucky you could pitch it for us tonight. Frankly, everyone's excited to see you come on in. He led her inside for a brief rehearsal. Crystal was nervous, but she knew she was among friends, and Toby assured her that she would have an equally accepting audience. It's a fine group of friends we'll be entertaining tonight. No need for jitters at all on this one. After Crystal's warm-up, 
Even she had to agree that her voice was coming out so pure and sweet that any reservations that she might have had earlier simply melted away in the pleasure of producing such beautiful sounds. Later, when they all arrived at the dinner party, Crystal could see that the band would perform inside a large tent at the back of a huge, well-manicured lawn. Inside the tent, colorful floral arrangements graced the perimeter. The place had a beautiful, understated elegance, with tables draped in white linen and adorned with tiered candles and gleaming crystal glasses, white china, and silverware. Many of the guests were already seated, and there was a convivial hum of conversation flowing through the tent. Crystal followed Toby and the other band members to the stage. They had set up their performance gear earlier, and it had all been pre-tested and worked perfectly. They struck up a soothing medley of popular, uplifting tunes that quickly caught the attention of every guest. The medley was followed by Crystal's first requested solo, To Dream the Impossible Dream. Then the group continued with songs increasing in pace and power until at last Crystal stepped front and center to sing her last solo, another requested number, Hero. At the end, the crowd erupted with approval, whistling, squealing, and loudly applauding, not at all the tame reception that Crystal had expected from these refined people. Crystal bowed, then moved sideways, acknowledging and giving credit to the band behind her. Then all heads in the audience began turning to a handsome couple coming up the main aisle. It was the property matron, Frances Raines, escorted by a young man. As they stepped up onto the stage, Crystal gasped as she recognized the man's face. Frances Raines addressed her guest. Hello, and welcome to each of you. It is a joy that you are here. And now, what you have all been waiting for, and what I have been bragging about for months. I'd like to introduce you to my guest of honor, my son, Michael Rains. Crystal was caught off guard, as this wasn't the name she had expected to hear. She didn't know how to reconcile this young man's kind actions this afternoon with a lie he had told when he had introduced himself as Mike Monterey. Wow, I'm overwhelmed by your kindness, he said, stepping to the microphone. I want to thank each of you for coming out tonight to help support a really good cause, La Casa Monterey. I want you to know that we'll do everything in our power to make sure that your support is used wisely to benefit wonderful kids who need our help to make their lives whole again. You all probably know that when I went to California a few years ago, I dreamed of being a big star. That's how Mike Monterey was born. Ah, so he didn't lie after all, thought Crystal. Yes, that was my screen name for a while, a very short while. Then I got lucky, and I struck the real jackpot. I met a little fellow named Chico Hernandez. Chico was an extra in a movie I was filming. He was different than the other Hollywood types. He's kind of hard to describe. He is unassuming and kind. He just has a sweetness about him unlike anyone I've ever known. Chico Hernandez is a person you have to experience to understand. And, well, he's the real hero who should be standing here tonight. I would tell his story, but I'll do you one better. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I have the very great honor and privilege of introducing to you my dear friend, Chico Hernandez. Come on up here, will you, Chico? A little fellow with braces on his legs moved in an awkward and somewhat labored way to the stage. Mike went down the steps to assist him and guided him to the microphone. Hello, said Chico. I am so blessed to be here tonight among so many beautiful friends. Thank you, and so many other inspiring people with vision, like my good friend Mike Monterey and his family. The Casa Monterey is growing. Our new facility here in this town is just one of many more to come. I am so grateful also to Mike's brother, Stephen, who is here in the audience and who has been studying and training with us so that he can be the overseer of our new facility here. Thank you, Stephen. Mike has asked me to share my story with you, and I am grateful for the opportunity to tell you of my miracle. You can see from my movements that I am perhaps different than most of you. Yes, it's true. I have some parts missing. This is the result of an accident that occurred to my youth when I was only 12 years old. In that same accident, my family, my mother, my father, my sister Carita were all killed. I am here only because one young boy did not die in a plane crash and because of his one dear friend who decided to help him in his cause. I am most appreciative to each of you for your support and your kindness to those less fortunate than yourself. I hope in some way seeing me standing here before you will help to remind you that each life has great value. Never think that you do not matter. Each life has infinite possibility and each of us has the capacity to produce much happiness and harmony for others in this world. For all that you do, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and to my dear friend Mike Monterey, or as you know him, Michael Rains, I say, I love you, Mike. You have also made my life far richer and more meaningful than I could ever have imagined. You are my brother, my family. Chico Hernandez was quickly surrounded on stage by Mike and Mrs. Rains, and there was yet one more major surprise for Crystal. It was the beautiful young woman who held tightly onto Stephen's arm as they joined the others on the stage. Crystal recognized this young woman instantly as her very own yoga instructor, Jasmine. After each of the group exchanged a warm hug with Chico, Frances Rain stepped to the microphone once more. Now, let the feast begin. Eat, drink, and be merry. This is a party. Then she took one of Chico's arms, and Mike took the other, and they led him down the stage steps and over to the head table. At this point, Jasmine whispered into Stephen's ear, then ran to the wing of the stage to greet her friend and student, Crystal. Coco, I didn't know you would be singing tonight. I didn't even know you were a vocalist. You were wonderful. Didn't they call you Crystal? Is that your stage name? Well, actually, no. Crystal is my real name. 
Coco is a nickname that my dad gave me when I was a child. When my sister asked me to attend your yoga class, she introduced me that way. It's what the family's always called me, and I don't mind, really. Well, I'm so glad to see you. Come meet my fiancé, Stephen. I'd love to. Can I ask you a question? Did you find a lost purse this morning? Why, yes, I did. How did you know that? It belongs to me. If you had known my real name, you might have known that, but you didn't know me by the name on the license, and the photo is an old one, so I'm not surprised you didn't recognize me. Unbelievable! And then Jasmine quickly added, Coco, you aren't seriously dating anyone right now, right? Do you know that Michael, I mean Mike, has done nothing but talk about you since he delivered that purse? He said he felt some kind of connection right away and had an overwhelming desire to see you again. But he thought that you'd probably think he was some kind of stalker or something. I'll tell you right now, he's a really great guy. I see, Crystal smiled. Come on, I've got to see this, said Jasmine, taking Crystal's hand and leading her down the stage steps. As they approached the head table, Crystal's eyes were on Mike, and his instantly met hers with such magnetic power that he momentarily forgot anyone else there. Jasmine started to introduce her friend, but Mike threw up a hand saying, No introduction necessary. I'd know this face anywhere. Everyone, this is Crystal Atwood. What a pleasure to see you again, Crystal. And your singing was magnificent. Won't you sit down and join us? I would love to, but I'm afraid I have an important early engagement tomorrow, and I really mustn't stay any later tonight. I'll have to take a rain check. But it was very nice to meet you all. Thank you, Jasmine. As she turned to leave, Mike excused himself from his guest and began escorting her out. Listen, I hope you don't think it forward to me, but it just seemed like some kind of miracle that you would show up here tonight, and well... Do you believe in miracles? You have no idea, she said. I'd like the opportunity to know you better, Mike. Or is it Michael Rains? These days most folks call me Mike. Let's make a date right now. All right, here's my card, and you know where you can find me, she smiled. I'll call you tomorrow. Good. Now your mother went to a great deal of trouble. Enjoy the party. Good night and he watched her leave, hoping this was just the beginning of a long and special friendship. I enjoyed telling my story today, and I'm glad you were here with me. If you'd like to hear more of our love stories, you can easily subscribe to the Love Stories Podcast. Just look for the Better Living Institute Love Stories Podcast on iTunes, or you can find us on the web at www.betterlivinginstitute.com and subscribe there. Please join me again next time. We typically present one love story each week. For the Better Living Institute's Love Stories podcast, this is Kira Van Itterson. So long for now, everyone. <laughs>